0: today's glass breaker today's glass breaker is a giant of the movie world she's an award-winning film director and producer her name is mildred aqua mildred thank you for breaking the glass ceiling and welcome to the show
1: Thank you very much for having
0: me. Legos, if you're just joining the show, you're listening to The Glass Ceiling on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I am Sandra Ezekwesili. And uh, on this segment, we take a look at women who are conquering their corners of the world. Milton, when was the first time you realized, oh my God, I have to make movies? When did you first realize you wanted to make movies?
1: (laughs) I think uh, maybe I was 10 years old. But I kept uh, running away from it because I really didn't have uh, too many uh, people I could look up to in, you know, doing it. Okay. Uh, apart from Hollywood and very uh, few people uh, in Nigeria. Mm. So I kind of ignored it. Uh, okay. I ignored it until, until I finished law school. So I, I believe part of it is wanting to please your parents. You know, back in the day, if you were not a lawyer, accountant, doctor, all those things, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, my first
1: degree was in, yeah, my first degree was in theater arts. Okay. Uh, thank God. Uh, so I really did enjoy doing that, and uh, but I went, I moved to the United States. Uh, I studied law, mm-hmm. and once I was done with that law degree. I knew it was time to do something that I really loved. I and mean, it's it's telling stories. I wanted to tell stories on a bigger platform mm-hmm. as opposed to telling them in court. Mm.
0: <laughs> when, when did you get into the movie business? How did you start?
1: Okay, so i living in the States. I was living in LA. I lived in LA for about 21 years. And living there um, was when... Uh, the movie business started uh, truly, truly in, in Nigeria, you know, like in 19 when I first saw Living Bondage, I think was 1994. Mm. And then I started hearing my my, my family friends, like uh, Boyo uh, Maka Igwe, I would hear about their exploits, you know, uh, <laughs> while living there. So I knew that, you know, I was just bidding my time,
2: mm.
1: you know, Waiting for when I would just go back and contribute. And the funny thing was that I never even really wanted to do it in uh, in the States. Okay. You know, like some people would say, you know what, let them yeah, start doing it back uh, in the United States. I just always wanted to do it in, in Nigeria to tell truly African st- uh, stories and, and and take them to the world.
0: Hmm. You know. I see. Uh, and and how has that been so far? I know you have um an upcoming project La, La, uh, La Femme and Jola. Yes. And Jola yes. Yoruba, right?
1: Yes. Yes. is Yoruba, La Femme is French. So it means the woman Angela. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's sort of a, it's a crime thriller but of the uh, new noir genre. Okay. So um, I think that's why the writer, Tunde Babalala, kind of had that French name, you know. Something a bit. Funny. But it, there's a, a story behind it in, in the movie itself. So when you watch it, you'll be able to know why we name, had a French name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it's been, it's been grueling. I've been, I've been in the industry for a while now and seen a lot of changes. I won't lie. Some of the changes I, I'm seeing, I thought it would take a much longer time to come, okay. but they're coming fast and furious. Okay, There's been changes in the way people see what the industry can do. Okay. But it's also still, we're still stagnant in certain things. Okay. And, and for me, those are like processes, okay. you know, mm-hmm. uh, because... Uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to that, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's been, it's been, I love doing it. And that's the most important thing you can ask for in the world is to do what you love and sort of a living from it, Mm -hmm. you know, and be happy. (laughs) So uh, I could have been making so much money being a lawyer in Los Angeles. Of all places,
0: yeah. Uh Uh-huh.
1: But I, w- I was always feeling like I need to do something more. I need to do something more. So, so I would I would go. I was a litigation attorney. So I would go in court, you know, talk. And while I'm talking, I'll be thinking, oh, as God, this is so boring. You know, <laughs> these people don't need me here. Oh, wow. You know, <laughs> they don't need you, you know? So, but this is the only job I've had where I've just been happy. Telling these stories, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Feeling that I'm making, I'm being very impactful with the kinds of stories I'm telling. That you're
0: choosing to tell.
1: I'm hoping to do more, Mm. you know, because our stories have not been told. The black man needs to tell. Black man and woman need to tell their stories. It's a
0: turn. What, what did paying dues look like for you on your way up? What does paying dues look like for directors and, and producers today? So that's two questions. What did it look like for you on your way up? And what does it look like for directors and producers today?
1: So, um you know you pay dues in different kinds of ways it's not just because i i i this was sort of a second career yeah yeah so i paid dues in my other career which is legal which is everything i did when i moved to the states you know i had my first degree but it was almost like starting all over you had to take certain kinds of jobs because you were not from the united states Mm -hmm. um so those are dues, you know, things that okay, yeah, you may come from a well-to-do family, but you still have to pay your dues and that's working 9 to 9 to 5s, maybe working two jobs. I've done that. I've done I've done all kinds of menial I did all kinds of menial jobs in the states just trying to put myself through law school, you know. I I I felt that I I I had to do them and learn mm-hmm. and believe me, that's the that's how come I have uh, what I have today is the fact that I I paid these dues. Mm. Uh, America is a place where you pay your dues. They're so big of dues. You (laughs) you don't just come in and and become huge. Mm. You will do the work. Mm. And while you're doing the work, that's when you learn. Mm. So a lot of the things I did, even though it didn't have to do with film, Mm -hmm. it's helping me today in business. Mm. You understand? Mm -hmm. So... Uh, So sometimes I I, here I see people who say they have businesses and they can't even write uh, business letters. They can't even uh, do accounting, proper accounting. They can't file certain papers. These are the things I learned to do while I was paying my dues because I was working for others. Mm -hmm. So I learned, you know what I mean? I learned to assist people. Mm -hmm. I learned... Uh, I learned to uh, work under people, work for. Uh, sometimes I've worked 24 hours, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but as as you're working, you're learning. Mm-hmm. And those things you're learning, you never lose mm-hmm. because you will need them in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and, and how have those things helped shape the director you are today, the producer you are today?
1: Everything. They've shaped everything, everything I've done. They've shaped what I do today, the way I think. Because a director needs to be very smart. I mean, um, your job is to, basically you're, you're building a world where every time you tell a story, you're building a world. Hmm. Uh, my, my cousin, Kelechi, Kelechi Odu, he, he's a production designer uh, on my set. He, he'll tell me, he's like, I think we're so tired when we finish making film because we, we are, we're we acting like God. It's like <laughs> we're building a world between... You know what I mean? When yeah. you create a world within a world... Well, that's why he rested
0: you, at the, on the seventh day, yeah?
2: Exactly. <laughs> you
1: know? So when you do it truthfully, you know, it's, it's quite... Uh, it, it's something to behold, hmm. you know? So... Now, paying dues dead, like you say, paying dues dead and now. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I now came into Nigeria mm-hmm. to to make films, mm-hmm. I didn't just come in and go, "Oh, I know, I know it all or whatever, even though I knew quite a bit, I came in and I worked with Ego Boyo, who was already producing good films, you understand, and uh, working with her. Um, opened me up to the ways Nigeria uh, Nigeria also functions. Because mm-hmm. when you move away from Nigeria for a while, mm-hmm. you you really don't know how it functions anymore. Not mm-hmm. to talk of being away for 20-something years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I had to get back into it. So I didn't just come in and jump in and say, I'm going to do a movie by myself and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I did it uh, with Tego That was my first film. Mm-hmm. And then I spent another... Mm-hmm three, four years before I did my next film because I really realized that I didn't understand the industry. There were so many things I thought the industry had in 2005 <laughs> because when I was living in the States, we were buying films. We were buying Hollywood films at $16 mm. in Los Angeles. So I thought it was a very rich industry. Oh, you know? I didn't realize that. I didn't realize the money wasn't getting back to back home. the Hmm. Yeah, so it was mostly uh, people pirating films abroad, Hmm. making a lot of them build houses uh, on the back of these uh, people who were working uh, for their money. Mm
2: -hmm. So when I came back,
1: I realized that this was really a cottage industry. That we didn't have proper distribution channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were so many things that were not in place. I realized I had to just slow down. Okay. Uh, because you can't. No matter. I had to learn the hard way that sometimes you can't even. You can't go too fast. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You 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 need to be right on time mm-hmm. with the industry.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: when I when I first came in, they were at that time. <laughs> They were telling Ego and I that we needed to pay them to be in, in the cinemas. Mm, I see. So now, yes, they, they, you know. Then there was only one cinema. There was only one distributor. You know what I mean? So yeah. nobody was even thinking of distributing. So there was a monopoly.
0: One. Huh? So there was a monopoly
1: yeah not and it's not a, it wasn't even an intentional monopoly. you know what I mean it mm-hmm. was just like that that's the there was only one uh, cinema uh, then it was Silverbird distribution mm-hmm. and they had all kinds of movies they were distributed mm-hmm. you understand. Mm-hmm. So, they haven't done nollywood yet but i saw the future i felt that a few years from then that nollywood they would be coming to nollywood and they would want to distribute nollywood films Mm -hmm. the thing was that nigerians weren't aware about how popular nollywood was do you understand okay. they were not we're okay. not aware. i mean you know when i see when i see some of these people now you know talking about oh nollywood is getting popular that's so funny we, people back then in 2005 they were they were so popular around the world hmm. i mean where our films were being consumed in the caribbean you know in places you would never even believe mm-hmm. you know and uh, so when I came back, I realised. Look, I needed to slow down, and and the industry has picked up since then. And I mean, I'm so So, happy so since the then,
0: for producers now, or for people who are listening to me now, or listening to you now, because you're the expert in the room, they're listening to you, and they're like, I want to be Mildred, or what? Um, what will paying your dues look like for them as producers, as directors? What will that look like for them?
1: If they want to be Mildred, or. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 why is that I funny I never really need to be the, 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 the industry's enemy <laughs> because sometimes when you speak too much truth in Nigeria people don't like it mm. uh, so i have known to speak my mind uh, when it comes to our industry because I feel that a lot of people just come in and Think they can do whatever it is they want to do, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel that the practitioners are suffering because of that, okay. and, and because we don't have processes, we don't have ways of of making sure that people who come in adhere to certain rules. Okay, uh, these people come in and then they just do what they, they, they like, and then you find that how many years later, people are still earning less than what they earned when i first came into the industry mm. uh, and even doing more work mm-hmm. than that but you know where we uh, we keep on pushing on <laughs> i think we'll all get there someday <laughs> now the question being if you wanted to be um, like mildred first of all you you need to read it, you need to be very knowledgeable, and when I mean as a director, you need to be knowledgeable far and wide, because most of the time, you need to be one, the smartest person on set. You know, now if you don't have to be the smartest person on set, you must know how to hire people who are smarter than you so, and understand them when they speak. You must be able to, to, if you, if you're, you must have good grasp of the language in which you make your films. Hmm. So if you make films in English, you must have very good grasp of the English language. If you make them in Yoruba, you must understand Yoruba. If it's Igbo, BBO, whatever it is, you must understand that language well so that uh, you can make uh, uh, good films. If Hmm. you don't understand the language well, you won't be able to make good films. Hmm. Now, I'm a producer director. Which means I need to be able to take care of the business side of things. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know the business side of things, you're not contributing so well to the to the quality of the industry, and that's what has been messing us all up. Mm. You have a bunch of young, talented uh, people who have no background in business. Mm-hmm and they come, they're talented, mm-hmm. uh, but because they have no background in business, they're taken advantage of. Mm. And when they're taken advantage of, it's, it affects every other person mm. because this is a very collaborative uh, industry. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. What, what one, one person does affects everybody else. Right. So for example, if the producer, the IT producer or the IT actor or the IT cinematographer is doing something wrong. It's going to affect all the other other people. Okay. So if if the it actor of the moment doesn't know what his or her rights are and what they should be asking for and how they should be doing, it affects every other actor because that's who the standard would be. So if you're the standard director and you don't understand, you don't have good business sense uh, or producer, it, it, it would affect the industry. Mm. And that's what's been happening. A lot of... Uh, a lot of the IT uh, directors or IT producers at the time don't understand how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and and they only understand that maybe five, ten years later when their time is now passed and they realize, wow, you understand. Mm-hmm. Now let me go and start learning what the business is mm. Do you understand? Mm. So it's very important that you understand the business side of things when you're coming in as a producer, mm-hmm. uh, director, even as a, you know, as an actor. Mm-hmm. You must understand your your, your, your the business side of your job.
0: Mm. Okay, Lagos. If you just joined in, you're listening to Hard Facts on ninety nine point three Nigeria Info. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, and I have a giant of the movie world on the show with me today. She's our glass breaker uh, for the day. She's an award winning film director and producer. Her name is Mildred Oko. One of my favorite movies is The Meeting, and she was the producer and director. Were you the director for that movie as well, or was it just yes. yeah. So I, I so, it, yeah? So she directed that movie. I really love it. Dominic was phenomenal in it and we'll take a break come back and hear more from Mildred Lagos is calling me my phone lines are going crazy I wonder what I want to ask you don't go away Lagos (laughs) 99.3 Nigeria Info your number one station for talk let's talk Today's glass, Today's glass breaker. Today's glass breaker is Mildred Okua. She's an award-winning film director and producer, and she's been talking to us about her journey. She's been talking to us about uh, when she realized she had to make make movies. She was ten years old. At ten years old, I didn't even know what I wanted to do with my life. I think I wanted to be a lawyer, and then I wanted to be an actor, and then I wanted to be a scientist, and then I just wanted to stay home. You know, it just it kept changing. So it's always amazing to meet people who know what they want to do with their lives as young as possible. And she's talked about what, it's, uh, what it takes to um, um, get there. You know, you don't just um, get there overnight. You have to pay your dues. And she talked about what it's like to pay your dues uh, back in the day and what it's like to pay your dues today. Now, I have to ask you a question that you're not comfortable with, but I'll ask you anyway. But on your way up, Mildred, were there particular challenges that you found were stacked more against women than men? How did you surmount them? How did you avoid them?
1: um, Look, I I think everybody always has challenges. I think the biggest challenge is for women is having confidence. Um, Because most of our women are raised to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So if you want to break the mold, you really must challenge yourself. Um, uh, So, but I wasn't raised that way. I I had a firebrand uh, mother. I had a father that insisted that, uh, you know what I mean, you you do the best you want to do, whether you're a man or a woman. So Mm. I think that gave me confidence Mm. that I never just had the time to look of what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I never just had that time to look at anybody's face. I just kept pushing on, like, this is what I want to do, and I want to do it, and I I don't have time to see whether you're discriminating against me, which I'm sure happened, Mm -hmm. do you understand, many a time. But I just totally ignored it. Mm -hmm. And And that's what I try to tell young women. If it first starts here, in your own head, Mm. if in your own head you believe that you can do that thing, mm-hmm. there's hardly anybody that can stop you. So it's very important to give them that confidence, mm. do you understand, to mm. give them... Um, and I say this because I find that my, my sisters are also like that. They're, you know, they are cheap and, and they don't stop to... to so, so a
0: lot of it is to, from how the women are raised. A lot of it is the, is the yes. work that the parents have to do to help the women.
1: Exactly, and I'm not saying that there's no discrimination there will be discrimination. It's the way you now handle it mm. You see what I'm saying mm-hmm. that uh, that will make the difference. Mm-hmm. So for example, if I, I still recall on my first set mm. uh, if a popular actor I walk in and he said, this will be my first time of a woman directing me. Mm. And he said it so condescendingly, you know. And in my mind, I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Amaki Igwe has been directing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And he's one, she's one of the best directors. And when he said that, you could you could tell that he wanted to sort of bring me down for a, a minute, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. and and that would be how we would function mm-hmm. for the whole shoot. Mm-hmm. I just called uh, my producer there Ego Boyo and he, he got fired on the spot. I t- oh, wow. I don't. I don't have time. No, I don't have that time. <laughs> uh, I don't have time. I don't have that time to be trying to. You know, you keep. You keep all that. Uh, you know, on. Outside, you just come in. Let's let's get the work done. Hmm. I mean, I had I had legends on my first set. I had a legend like J- Joaquim Silva on that set. That mm-hmm. you know. So who are you to come and tell me? I, I'm this the, is first the first woman the that's how yeah. I looked at it. I'm like, I'm not working with you. So I really have never had that time. <laughs> I also, um, in school, in law school, I was always maybe one of two black people in class. There'll be like a hundred people in class and we'll be only two black people. But I was like, so... Do you understand? Mm-hmm. I don't know where. And I think it's it's the upbringing, you know. Mm-hmm. I never just was intimidated, even, they, even when they tried to. Mm. So I think my confidence sort of puts everybody else in their in their in the in, in their, their place. place. Hmm. You know, when I don't have time to car down, you're not going to push me down. Let's talk know.
0: about another woman who I think could be phenomenal, the woman and Jola. I know I'm out of time. We have we have the newsreader in the room with me. She's giving me the stink eye. We're completely out of time. But I really quickly want to find out um, you know what the timeline for that movie is. When is it hitting the cinemas? Um, what should we next expect? Next much next
1: March we're gonna be announcing in a few days uh, uh, Silver Bear Distribution is going to be my distributor they'll be they'll let me know when in March and we're releasing soon you mm. understand we'll mm-hmm. release that date very soon
0: okay okay alright then yeah, La Famangola
1: is a I think you guys will enjoy a very complicated the woman. <laughs> and very interesting. Very intriguing. Played I,
0: by Richard Dominic. We, Played by Rita Dominic. R- so. Rita
1: is a star. <laughs> I mean Rita kicked kicked. Uh no so Basi was a revelation. Femi Jacobs is in there. Mm-hmm. The Kenyan actress Maina. We have Chrissy Howa. We have Bassi Ebe-yong. We just have some phenomenal Ego Boyo is in it. Mm. Uh, actors, and it's, I think it, I I enjoyed myself making this film, and I hope that everybody else enjoys it uh, when,
0: when it comes out sometime in March. Yes, you know, there will be a lot of talk. Okay. I
1: think people will talk amongst themselves when the film finishes. That's what I'm looking forward to because once I give it to the people, I don't care anymore. I'm just be listening
0: <laughs> on what people on the think. conversation. Mildred, thank you so much for
1: your time. You've been so thank gracious. you very much, Sandra. I appreciate you. All thank right, you for
0: having me. Yvonne is here. Uh, Yvonne has the Business, uh, the headline news to bring your way, Lagos. After that, let's talk business on Balogun and Broad.